0: Is it going? Yeah, it's going. Is it really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Why did I just you push it? Just because. Hmm. This is Unspoken Secret, episode three. So I guess this is just going to be Brad, because Mad is not with us. But today we have... Mallory. so good to be with Brad and Mal.
0: Brad and Mal. Matt is out of the picture.
1: Oh, do you want to like say some things about you?
0: Sure. Well, the most important thing to know about me is I'm the one who bought Bradley his Eeyore pillow pet that he talked about last time. It's true. Um, my name is Mal. Um, all I need to know about me is my dream job is to be Ariel at Disneyland. Um, I'm crazy and I run marathons.
1: How many have you run?
0: Just one, but I'm training for another. Oh, wow. Yes. So, I've done five halves, though.
1: Wow. That's more than me.
0: So, um, I tried out for the BYU cheer team and didn't make it. So, go me. So, now I'm just on an intramural co-ed soccer team. Okay. Our okay. team's name is Low Expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the co-captain. So, okay, okay. Don't at me. Um, I don't know what else is to know about me. I have cool red curly hair. I have freckles. It's a defining
1: feature. Nobody
0: here can see that. So, I mm. love Bradley and I love Maddie.
1: So, but she loves me more cuz she bought me the pillow pet and not Maddie. True. Just making
0: that known. And Maddie didn't let me like go be there at the engagement when Ryan proposed to her. No. Actually technically that was Ryan because I asked him and he said And he said no. Well he said that they already had it covered. And Mm. I was like, I should I still wanna (laughs) go
1: Just let me go.
0: Just kidding Ryan, if you're listening I'm not mad.
1: We talk about Ryan every episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ryan needs to be on another. Even when
1: Maddie's not here, we're talking about Ryan.
0: Oh I love sushi. I love sushi. Yes,
1: we go on sushi dates all the time. Yeah,
0: that one time that Bradley and Maddie were talking about the four rolls he ate and then the deep fried cheesecake.
1: Mallory was there. I was
0: there. I was one of the four people that was there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So.
1: Today, I want to discuss fear and some of the things that we, as a population, as a people, are afraid of. So what are you afraid of, Mallory?
0: Well, I'm afraid of a lot of things. Um, Expound. First of all, I'm going. You interrupted me. I'm listening. First of all, obviously spiders and snakes, because who's not afraid of spiders and snakes? I mean, I
1: understand that, but why are you afraid of spiders and snakes?
0: Because they're terrifying.
1: Have you had, like, a bad experience with them?
0: Um, not with spiders or snakes, really. But they just scare me. But other things that I'm afraid of, I have bad, had bad experiences with. Like, I'm afraid of horses because I've had a bad experience with a horse. I'm mm. afraid of rivers because I've had a bad experience with a Did you river. almost drown? Yeah.
1: Ooh, that's scary.
0: Yeah, it was way scary. And, so, like, I've been overcoming. Like, I went rafting twice this summer. But, like, when I go rafting, it's, like, in the big things with a guide and yeah. not just, like, me and some friends. Like, that I will never do, I don't think. Yeah. Um, But, like, Mm. deeper things that I'm afraid of, I mean, let's be honest. I think this is one that most of our generation has is FOMO.
1: Fear of missing out.
0: Fear of missing out. That's a real thing.
1: Mm. It is. Why do you think it is a real thing, though?
0: I think social media makes it a real thing. True, true. Because everybody posts the good stuff that's going on, and when we're not included in that, You know, something that's hard for me is like, oh, my friends are traveling the world. And I'm like, why Mm. can't I travel, the, you know? Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm actually going to be doing a podcast later about comparison. So that's... Bring me back. Exactly. Bring you back. Talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Something that I personally believe is like the root of all fear is the unknown. You're afraid of something because... You are unfamiliar with it or you're not sure what could happen. Yeah. Um, like snakes and spiders, something as basic as that. You're afraid of what could happen. Yeah. If they were to attack you or something.
0: No, that's so true. Like I'm thinking, I've been trying to think about like recently when I felt fear and the night before my marathon, I'd never run a marathon before, right? Mm-hmm. And I was... I was crying. Like, I was so scared. I I almost, like, didn't wake up and go because I was so scared. And it's because of what you just said. Like, I had no idea what to expect. I'd done a half marathon, but a marathon was twice the distance. Yeah. Like, I had no idea what my body was going to do or, like, anything. So, yeah, I think that that's true. For sure. It's the unknown.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you think there's, like, a very, other than that FOMO that you said, um, do you think there's a common fear that, everyone has?
0: I mean I think it's hard to like generalize everyone but and maybe this is just in Provo but I feel like (laughs) (laughs) a fear in Provo is commitment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Being single?
0: (laughs) Um, have Both
1: fears actually they contradict fear of committing and fear of being single.
0: Yeah I think that that's... Maybe it is everywhere, but I've especially noticed that here in our culture... I feel like
1: there's more meaning behind that. Do you have, like, an experience with fear of <laughs> commitment?
0: <laughs> Something you want to share? <laughs> My unspoken secret. <laughs> um, no, I just... And I maybe it's not probably. Maybe it's just, like, the LDS population mm-hmm. or even just, like, religious population. Because I feel like a lot of religious people hold marriage and right. relationships
1: to such a high yeah. standard yeah, they're afraid that it could fail or yeah. that it won't or that
0: it'll never happen
1: yeah or that it's not the right person yeah yeah I totally understand that
0: yeah I don't know I think it just makes it hard to even date
1: you know mm-hmm. oh for sure
0: if people are it's just it's terrifying have this fear of oh well if there's somebody better out there then I'm just gonna leave you or you know mm-hmm. and yeah Just when things are good in front of them, sometimes people don't realize it. Mm -hmm. And then that makes the other person have fear, aka, yes, I've experienced that. Now I'm afraid to put my heart out there because Mm. I've been the result of somebody else's fear. And so I feel like it's like this constant cycle, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting point. I think there's definitely a combination of both, um, but... Do you think that fear mainly originates from like an innate trait that you have? Like you just are born with that kind of fear or fear is something you learn?
0: I think it's something you learn for sure. Um, One thing that I've been thinking, like kind of like what you said, the universal truth behind fear is the unknown. I think Mm -hmm. another one is also just not living in the present Mm because all of the fears that I've been thinking of – come from either something that's happened to me in the past or, like you said, an unknown about the future. And so if we could all, which is really hard because I'm really bad at this, but if (laughs) we like all truly lived in the moment, I don't think it would diminish all fear, but I think it would help us with fears. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for
1: sure. Um, Recently, I've actually gone really into scary movies and scary shows. And growing up, I hated all things that made you jump and were horror I'd rather see a spider
0: than <laughs> a scary movie.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> I remember going to a haunted house with my family. I'm the oldest. I have five younger siblings, and I was maybe like 14, 15, something like that. And we went into this haunted house. All of my younger siblings went in. My parents went in. I stayed outside by myself. I would not go inside.
0: Bradley, we're so much alike. I did that <laughs> They're every They're all time. younger than
1: me. I I refused to go. Um, but something's happened within like the last year or so where I just I started watching scary movies and realizing I understand why people like them. It's exciting. It's, I don't know. And it's just something that I've recently discovered. And I think part of the reason I enjoy it so much is because it makes me feel... Emotions that I don't normally feel and also um, kind of reveals that unknown of, oh, I've always been scared of scary movies because I don't know what's going to happen. Well, now that I've seen scary movies, I'm like, I know what to expect. And I kind of know the gist of every scary movie kind of has the same thing going on and you kind of realize what makes you scared and what doesn't make you scared. It helps you to see the difference between the two. Yeah. But just just a thought that I had. <laughs> I tried to think of some good like stories that I've had with fear and honestly, I couldn't think of any. Do you have any good stories
0: with fear? I mean, I have lots of stories just because I'm a fearful person, (laughs) but a lot of them are kind of like what you just said, not going into a haunted house or Mm -hmm. even turning down dates with cute boys because I will not go through a haunted house. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you ain't worth it.
1: Not yourself, (laughs) won't do that.
0: (laughs) but that's a tactic boys use because they want you to, like, it is. be but afraid. But secret to all boys, girls will cuddle with you more during chick flick or romantic Nicholas Sparks movies than they will in scary movies. Mm. Just telling you. Take note. <laughs> Take note. Um, I'm trying to think of other... I think kind of what I was just opening up about as well is just my most recent story is the fear of putting myself out there. But that's because I fear... I have fear because of a lot of thing that ha- things that have happened to me in the past, um, you know, I have had my heart broken and my mom is a very, is very much an advocate that everybody should experience broken heart because it makes mm-hmm. you, you know, like stronger and you appreciate that yeah. experience. Yeah. And I don't know if I would say I want everybody to experience that, but I am grateful that I experienced that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it did leave some scars, and I have some fear. Um, I really struggle with, like, positive body image and, like, eating problems. And that all came from fears that were established when I was younger. Um, I was called some not nice things growing up. I was a cheerleader, and so I was always in a cheerleading uniform in front of the student body and being super self-conscious – I would hear, you know, some things that people said about me or about my body. And that just initially, like, put me into a state of fear, always, when I was in my cheer uniform. But my love for the sport outweighed my fear in that situation. And so I kept doing it. But even today, like, I, people can tell me a million nice things, you know, like, that I'm pretty or that I look good or anything. And, like, that, like, one comment. Will still come into my mind and I'll still be Mm. afraid. Like, it's still hard for me to even just put on a swimsuit and go to uh, the hot tub with my friends. Like, Mm. that is still something that is so scary to me because of these experiences that I've had. Mm. And, but then, you know, if people come to me, because, you know, I have friends and, you know, other people that are close to me that have come to me with similar problems, and I tell them the advice that I should be telling myself, you know, nobody cares. Like, you be you love who you are, love what you look like. But then when it comes to me, because I've personally experienced it for myself, I can't overcome that fear. And so if anybody has tips to overcome fear, let me know, because I'm still figuring that one
1: out. <laughs> well, dang, I was going to ask you if you knew of any tips. I'm trying to figure that out too. Um, even though I can't think of like specific stories and maybe later I'll think of some things, um, I do know specific fears that I have. And I've kind of made a list um, because I am very afraid of certain things. So I'll share those. It's my unspoken (laughs) secret.
0: Yes, finally.
1: Um, So I'm not really afraid of snakes or spiders. I am a little afraid of mice. Are you human? I I don't mind them. I don't want, um, I mean, if I, like, stumble upon a snake, that kind of, like, makes me jump and startle, but like I'm not afraid of seeing a snake, oh. or if there's a spider, I have no fear of picking up the spider and killing it, oh, or
0: I can't it even away. kill them, but mice are scary too
1: mice I don't like mice at all no. I'm terrified of mice um but like common fears aside, I am afraid of being forgotten yeah. that's a really big one of mine ever since I was little um I've just always wanted to feel included and feel um, like that people knew who I was, even though I was very shy and didn't vocalize myself as much. But I had a dream where I woke up, um, or I was in this dream, and no one remembered who I was. My family didn't know who I was. I went to school. None of my teachers recognized me. None of my friends recognized me. And it wasn't until that moment that I realized how terrified I was of being forgotten. Um, Mm -hmm. It was really scary. Um, Another fear of mine is the fear of falling out of love Mm -hmm. with someone. Um, I've also had my heart broken many times. Um, it's not hard for me to fall in love with someone. <laughs>
0: uh, heartbreak sucks.
1: <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast.
0: Oh, bring me back for that one. <laughs> I got some words for that one. You got
1: some good, good juice. Um, but I am deathly afraid, kind of with that commitment we were just talking about, I am afraid of falling in love with someone, um, getting married to them, having a life with them. And then some point down the line, realizing that I married them for the wrong reasons, Or the things that I thought I loved about them, I now hate about them. And just falling out of love with that person just terrifies me. I don't want to have to experience that. And it's really difficult trying to date and talk with people and make friends when you are worried, well, how is this going to turn out in the future? Mm -hmm. And all those things have to do with the unknown. I don't know how things will turn out. Yeah. It's it's scary to me. That is scary. Very similar to that fear. I have a fear of making friends. Hmm. Um, because I am very loving and put myself... I don't put myself out there, but if I have, like, a good relationship with you, I will do everything I can to, like, show you that I care about you and that I'm your friend um but I'm always afraid of making a friend and not having them reciprocate it. Yeah. And not being sure where the line is of oh, being too friendly or not friendly enough um with whoever it might be. Um and then I'm also just afraid that the friendship won't last and I'll invest all my time in someone and then 2 3 months down the road they get married. Yeah. Or Something happens. They move. Or we just don't become friends anymore. It's really hard for me to make <sighs> so connections and relationships with people when I feel it's not going to last and it's not as concrete as I would like it to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Just know if and when I get married, I, we will still be friends. Okay, good. <laughs> just so you know.
1: <laughs> Unless we get married. True. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the real reason why I'm on this podcast.
1: <laughs> we made out before... <laughs>
0: Yeah, Making there's a blanket <laughs> <laughs> We're cutting that out. <laughs> also, Maddie better be friends with us when she gets married.
1: Also, yes, Maddie, you better be friends with us. Um, do you remember when you first met me? Yes. What were your you initial...
0: Remember? Yeah, totally. First, is that the basketball game?
1: Is that the basketball game? What were your first impressions of me?
0: Oh, my goodness. I remember it, So we were in the West Booth. It was me, you, and I think it was Brooklyn. Was it Brooklyn? I can't remember. It was another girl. I um, it was, like,
1: Emma or... I don't know.
0: It was some other girl. It wasn't Maddie, though. No. It was another girl. Or Hannah. Um, wait, did you work when Hannah worked there? Yeah, you mm-hmm. did. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I just remember it was a basketball game, and I you had, like, just gone home from your mission. And
1: like a week,
0: like seriously, just got home, just got home. And I was like, oh, this dude, I think I was talking about The Bachelor or something or some show. And I was like, this dude is going to judge me. He thinks I'm like Satan's spawn or something talking (laughs) about The Bachelor. And and then I just kept thinking, I was like, "Okay, just talking about his mission. Just just. Yeah. And so you talk to me about Canada and your companions. Mm -hmm. but you are like really quiet. And I'm very really, reserved. Yeah, you when were I first very reserved. You. So I just thought that you were like this sheltered little guy that was hmm. from Pleasant Grove, Utah. Yep, yep. yeah. Yeah, Pleasant Grove. And but then the first time I like actually met you <laughs> was we were hanging out with Maddie and Hannah. I don't even remember what we were doing that first time. But for some reason us four were together. But then I was like, oh, my gosh, Bradley's, like, actually crazy. (laughs) And he's so – I was like, why have I not been friends with him before? Okay, what were your first impressions about me? About you? Really fast.
1: Um, I remember you had your boyfriend at the time drop off some food for you. (laughs) And you – not that I found it annoying in any way, but I just remember you were just so – swooned (laughs) that he you're like he is such a good boyfriend he brought me food he brought me something to eat and I just remember thinking man I want someone to bring me food same (laughs) I I don't know I just remember and that was kind of like my first impression of you is oh she's taken
0: (laughs) (laughs) sorry Bradley sorry free now (laughs) she's
1: available now sorry I'm not
0: Uh whatever also just a side note I'm really not that bitter about dating I just like to be sassy about (laughs) it can I share my one of my biggest fears yes okay one of my biggest fears I guess it kind of goes with the FOMO thing but it's like getting to the end of my life and looking back and feeling like I didn't do everything I was supposed to do like I didn't Mm -hmm. live up to my potential that you know either God or other people have of me like, have created for me. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Or that I've just missed out on some. Like, what if I was supposed to do this? That was supposed to lead me to this opportunity. That would have been a great thing for me, but I didn't do it, you know? Yeah. Or I just, like, let God down with the person I am. That's, like, one of my biggest fears. It's, like, die and have God tell me, that like, I didn't do something.
1: Hmm.
0: That is probably my number one biggest fear. That
1: That is really scary.
0: Yeah. So every day I just... Try and be good and do what I'm supposed to. You try. I try. Do try. I succeed? No. Who knows.
1: <laughs> um. So how do we overcome fear? I honestly, I think maybe the only way we can is just living it. Yeah. Is that like I can't really think of an experience that I've had where I overcame a fear that I had without just going through it. It's true.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems kind of
1: bleak though. Yeah. You can't overcome your fear unless you go through it. Well, I'm, I'm afraid of dying. Do I have to die in order to overcome that?
0: I guess eventually. I guess, <laughs> right? Yeah, I that's seems... So I'm always
1: going to be afraid of death until I die.
0: Yeah, pretty much. But Am I allowed to be like religious on mm-hmm. your podcast? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We can cut that out, too. <laughs> but I also think, because, I mean, when you read the scriptures, how many times does it say, like, not to fear, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Even though we obviously have fear because we're human. But I think in the long run, even though we have these temporary fears, I mean, I think the opposite of fear is trust, right? Okay, yeah. And if we trust You know, something to help overcome our fears. Ultimately, if we trust God, then our fears won't, like, control us. Like, Mm -hmm. we can learn to control them. So maybe it's not even about overcoming them, but learning to control them.
1: Okay. Like, managing them. Yeah.
0: Like, by trusting. in You know, for me, that's God. You know, for other people, it might be other things, but.
1: Finding something that you can trust. Yeah. And put your whole trust in.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: I like that. That's
0: the only answer I got.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know either. It's why this podcast is named what it is. I don't know what I'm afraid of, and I don't know how to not be afraid of it. Exactly. <laughs> um, it takes a lot of vulnerability to overcome your fear and to maybe even admit your fear. Um, it's scary doing things that we are scared of, obviously. Um takes a lot of self-awareness to recognize what you are afraid of and then do what you can to either manage those fears or overcome those fears because fear in and of itself probably is healthy for us we need to experience what those things are what that feels like um but just like anything too much of it is unhealthy Mm -hmm. and can be very harmful to us
0: I think another way to help overcome or manage your fears is to just learn more about yourself. Like what we were just talking about, to become more Um, self-aware. Like, for example, I have, you know, I mean, this is probably a common fear of you take a test and you're afraid of failing it, right? Mm -hmm. But if you take time to learn about yourself, learn how you best learn. And so you learn how to study most effectively. And you learn what you are comfortable with, you know, of the content and what content you aren't comfortable with. And study that in a way that can help, you know, you think of when you study for a long time, you go into a test less fearful than if you haven't studied, right?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so I think just taking the time to learn myself and kind of like... Take the fear and put it as if it's, like, another person and look at it. Look at yourself and then look at the fear as, like, not a part of you, but just as a thing. hmm I don't know if I'm making sense. No, you
1: are. I'm following.
0: And so you say, okay, I have this fear. We'll, we'll just keep with the test example. So I have this fear of failing this test that is really important to my grade. And so I need to do good. So I distance myself and I say, okay over across the room is my fear now what do I need to do to beat that and be like okay I can study I can get help from my TA I can go to reviews I can sleep I can do all these things and not it's not personifying the fear it's just letting it be a thing that is there
1: is out there
0: and not feeding it either Hmm. you know because i think now i'm just now my mind is just like going because for me like when i have a fear i'm like oh my gosh i'm gonna fail this test i'm gonna be so bad i don't know anything i don't have time and so that's like feeding this fear and it becomes like bigger and like takes like control of me but if i distance myself from it don't feed it think through things then that helps control it does any of that make Mm -hmm. any sense yeah it
1: does You definitely have to have some experience with that to fully understand it, I think. Yeah. But that's a really good idea.
0: Yeah. It's like, don't feed the bears. Don't feed the fear. Yeah. Which I'm also afraid of bears. (laughs) Just like finding a bear in the (laughs) mountains one day.
1: I think another really common fear is fear of the dark.
0: Oh, I hate the dark. But I also hate flashlights.
1: What? You hate flashlights?
0: I'm scared of... <laughs>
1: You're scared of flashlights? Why are you afraid of flashlights?
0: Okay. Well, so I've never, like, watched scary movies because I'm too scared, but you always think about what happens in a scary movie. Somebody turns a flashlight on, and then they're, like, looking in this dark room, and then there's a scary thing that pops up <laughs> when they use a flashlight. So, so you hate
1: sc- using the flashlight? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I hate using the flashlight.
1: Because you don't know what's coming. But then
0: it makes it hard because, like, when I'm in the mountains and stuff. Also, I didn't say that about me. Number one fact about me is I love the mountains. Okay. Why didn't I say that at the beginning? I don't know. You know this about me. We'll edit
1: that and put that at the beginning.
0: Okay. (laughs) I love the mountains. Number one thing. But, like, I think about, like, when I'm camping or something. If I didn't have my flashlight, I would literally be in the dark and Mm -hmm. surrounded by all these things but For I'm afraid sure. of them still. But I will use them in the mountains. But I'm always get like, what if I use it and I find a bear, like, standing right next to me? What do I do? I, like, sayonara, I'm dying right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather die in ignorance than have a flashlight and know that there's a bear that's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> that is an interesting thought. <laughs> rather die in
1: ignorance. <laughs> um... Something <laughs> Something that I think is really interesting about fear is the physiological changes that your body goes through. Your heart rate increases, your breathing increases, you start to sweat, your sweat glands open.
0: When you're about to have your first kiss.
1: I mean, I have no experience with that. I don't know what that's like. And... <laughs> your body experiences these changes because your body is getting ready to respond, to react Mm -hmm. to these fears. And even if it's something like a test, your body starts to do these things that don't logically make sense for a test. Like why is your heart beating faster before taking a test other than like getting blood flow to your brain? But- Some things like, why are you sweating during this test? Like, I think it's so interesting that your body is connected to these emotions in a way that we cannot control. Yeah. And just automatically takes these forms and goes through this phase of, okay, you're experiencing fear, and I only know how to handle fear through making you sweat.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I'm thinking about all these times now that I'm scared, like, I just had that adrenaline rush. Mm
1: -hmm. And it's kind of fun.
0: Like, it, in some cases.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Like, I remember whenever I would go onto the floor, for, I had a cheer competition. Oh, my gosh. I still think to this day I've never experienced adrenaline as, like, much as I did in those times. Like, where my team is off the side of the mat. We're, like, getting ready, about to throw up because we're so nervous. But, yet, like, it's such an exciting feeling.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. You're ready to just yeah. do it.
0: But then, like, that same feeling can happen to me If somebody mentions a scary movie and I'd be like, heck no, I'm not doing that. You know? But it's the same.
1: Same physiological changes. Yeah. But I'll do one
0: and I won't do the other.
1: Yeah. Two totally different outcomes. Context is everything. It's true. It's very interesting. That's so true. So I like to share a post from my unwritten problem social media to explain kind of my thoughts that I've had with it before. So for today, I was thinking of going over... um, So this post isn't totally related to fear, but I think it still kind of applies. Um, It says, her voice echoed over mine. I had the solution, but no one cared to listen. Part of the reason that I made this is because I have had this thought before I've experienced this Mm -hmm. where because I am so shy and introverted um, being in a group setting trying to overcome something or find the solution I mean maybe I don't really have the solution but a lot of time I think I know what to do Um, but there's always someone who's more extroverted who's more loud who whether or not it's right or wrong Gets heard more than what I do. Mm -hmm. And that can apply in so many different ways, not even just the literal, like in a group setting, they can't hear you because you're too quiet. But a lot of times, the extreme view is what people listen to because it's what is heard because it catches your attention. Things that are very um, moderate and in the middle are kind of glazed over because everyone's thinking those things Mm -hmm. and you don't take the time to process them. That's right. But when you see or hear or experience something that's an outlier or a little more extreme, your brain attaches to that and people listen to that. Um, And it can be really frustrating because you don't pay attention or you don't recognize what is actually right or what is the solution. And I'm sure I've been on both sides where I've been the one um, over speaking on someone else. Um, But I definitely know what it feels like to kind of be tossed to the side. It's
0: frustrating.
1: It's so frustrating. I
0: like that connection.
1: Yeah. So connect that to fear how you would like. (laughs) But those are some of my thoughts that I had.
0: So, Brad, mm-hmm. what would you tell all of our listeners who have all of these fears? What would you tell them the first step is?
1: To overcoming or managing them?
0: Yeah, or working through them or anything like that.
1: Hmm. Like advice maybe or yeah, just some guidance on how to regulate those fears a what little better? What is
0: tip one?
1: Tip number one in overcoming your fear Um, I touched on this a little bit, but learning to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, I've had many fears that I have experienced throughout my life. And when I have overcome them, it has been after I have made myself vulnerable and kind of expressed them and maybe trusted in another person with those fears. Um, Or a really good example would be I've had many things that I've kept to myself and I've always been afraid of what people would think if they knew mm-hmm. what those things were. Yeah. We all have secrets. Um, and it's really scary telling someone because you don't know how they're going to react. And so learning to trust yourself and become vulnerable yourself um, is an essential skill to overcoming your fear. And even when I've had negative responses to all sorts of things that I've told people, um, that fear has gone away. I mean, yeah, it doesn't feel good knowing that someone has like this different view or is confused or concerned about whatever it is that you told them. Um, but the fear of how they're going to react is no longer there because you know how they're going to react. You've experienced yeah. how they're going to react. And so I'm just talking in circles. Yeah. Being vulnerable.
0: So I have a follow-up question. Okay. I feel like vulnerability is one of those universal fears.
1: Being vulnerable? Yeah. So how do you overcome it So being, how do you,
0: come, how how do you, do you overcome? You, yeah, be vulnerable when you're afraid of it. Because I'll say that's one of my fears. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people are afraid of that.
1: Yeah. Well, if you are afraid of being vulnerable with other people, learn to be vulnerable with yourself. Um, Take the time writing things down. As small and simple as it can seem Mm -hmm. makes a big impact. And so writing down your thoughts your experiences, your fears, your secrets, all those things. Um, And nowadays, we can do it in a way where we can do it on our phones. Mm -hmm. We can keep it secret so no one's going to read these things. We can delete them afterwards. But just um, going through the motion of being vulnerable to yourself Mm -hmm. and saying to yourself, okay, this is who I am. This isn't who I'm going to be, maybe, Because who you are now is not who you're going to be tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But this is who I am and I need to learn to love this person. And it's so much easier to love other people, but it's hard to love ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we can maybe even try to visualize ourselves as a separate person and think to ourselves, how would we treat someone who approached us with these fears or these secrets or these experiences Mm -hmm. you're not going to treat them in the way that you probably would expect to be treated or how you would treat yourself yeah so i would say that's probably a really good way of starting that process is being vulnerable with yourself
0: yeah i just thought of like one other thing when you were talking about next we've talked about like all these steps But there are some fears, and like some times and some situations where you just have to like fear in the eye and like go for it, you know. Mm -hmm. And like vulnerability, I feel like for me is one of those times where I'm like, I'm just like, okay, I have to do this, you know. Or like I remember when I was rappelling, like for my first time, I was so scared to go over the edge, but like I was there, I was at the point of no return, so I was like, I just have to do this, you know. Mm -hmm. I just have to go and trust the person at the bottom. You know, And so I feel like sometimes there are those situations where you just look fear in the, the eye and go for it. And I feel like that is being vulnerable. I almost feel like that's being vulnerable with yourself. It's because mm. you're not, yeah. like, diminishing your feeling. And in a way, you're, like, boosting stuff. Like, I can do this. Like, I can be make afraid. it through this. Yeah, I can be afraid, but I can... I'm strong enough to go through with it, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that is a form of being vulnerable with yourself. hmm
1: Yeah. That's a really good point. I remember when I watched these scary movies, these scary shows. Oh. I know. I know. Just the thought of them. Um, I used to think, oh, these people have overcome fear or they aren't feeling afraid, mm-hmm. especially, like, those more action- fear movies where people are doing things against whatever it is that is causing the fear. Um, But I've just learned that, no, these people have learned to be afraid and still act with the fear and to not let it immobilize them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's a really good point. I like that. A secret is a story untold, and I just told it. Like what we say? Don't like what we say? Have an idea for a topic for a future episode? Let us know at thesecretunspoken at gmail.com or contact us on any of our social media platforms. Propose a problem, submit a secret. We want to hear from you. Have an idea for a topic.
0: Oh my gosh. <sighs> it's stressful, okay? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get this. We need a bloopers one.
1: I know.